0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, drop shipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody. Now, I've just recorded an amazing conversation with Heath Thompson from the Amazon Alchemist, who. I'm pretty sure is the world's best Amazon uh, sponsored advertising or PPC expert and after listening in on our conversation today I think you'll agree Uh, let's put it this way and I'm going to fess up here I've been helping a client over the last couple of months with their PPC and I managed to get their ACOS down to around 30% but I was struggling to get it any lower. Um, In the last fortnight Heath's actually taken over that account and has done a bit of an audit restructured a few things and has completely transformed it down to well he's actually dropped the ACOS down to below 20% and it's still improving as he's refining it so I've been totally schooled. So I had to get him on the show because I've been super impressed uh, by his performance. Now to learn more about Heath's uh, PPC course because he does have a course for us (laughs) I guess amateurs uh, just head over to the australianseller.com forward slash Heath Um, Now, recently, actually, Heath was interviewed by Jamie and Michael over at the Endgame Network, as well as helping them directly with their Amazon account. So he really is that good. Now, speaking of Jamie, he's kindly speaking at Regina and my upcoming Amazon Mastermind event on the weekend of the 18th, 19th and the 20th of March in, well, this year in a couple of weeks, in 2022, called the Amazon Collective. Now, the conference is going to be held off-site in the beautiful Yarra Valley, just outside of Melbourne, at the Yarra Valley Estate and it's strictly for six and seven and even eight-figure Amazon business owners based here in Australia and New Zealand. It's not for newbies. Thank you for your support and to Jamie and Michael for their support over at the Endgame Network and to our amazing sponsors, Zonguru, FBA Prep Australia, Avask, Diamond Bateman, Elevate Brands, and Pioneer. So to learn more, head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash collective to apply. There are genuinely two spots left. Now in October this year, I'm also insanely excited to announce that the India sourcing trip is back on after two years. I'm so excited to be invited back by Megla as a coach this year. So please join me and dozens of other Amazon and e-commerce sellers, e-commerce sellers on the experience of a lifetime in New Delhi on the 12th, all the way through to the 19th of October this year, 2022. So to register your obligation-free interest, just head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash India and get your name on the list. Tickets are selling fast. Don't forget to join the Facebook group. I'm not even gonna say it, you know what to do. And I'm offering, still offering uh, private coaching. So head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris. And if you own or work for a consumer products brand and need some help setting up or running your Amazon business here in Australia or internationally, feel free to get in touch with me. I have a new agency, amasphere.com.au and we happen to be uh, an official Amazon service provider. Uh, That's it for today from me enough of the announcements let's crack on with heath thompson the amazon alchemist I am totally thrilled to welcome Heath Thompson from the amazonalchemist.com. Is it just.com? It is.com, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Hello, thanks, yep. thanks Heath. <laughs> I just want to say, <laughs> say, welcome. welcome to the show. How are you?
1: I'm fantastic Chris Uh, thanks for the opportunity it's great to uh, hopefully help people who are listening uh, with with some PPC tips and things regarding Amazon so.
0: Oh absolutely (laughs) the black box it is Amazon advertising and just so many um, newbies to Amazon they see the sponsored ads link and then they get in there and just go oh my god what is going on in here so let's let's dive in today and we'll I don't know how deep we're going to go on this, but I reckon. Um, sure. So, but before we get stuck into all the PPC stuff, can you give us a, you know, I don't know, 30 second you know, elevator pitch on Heath Thompson? How the hell did you get into becoming a specialist in Amazon PPC?
1: Yeah, very briefly, I spent around 38 years sales and marketing experience, and I began doing sales copywriting back in 1993. And I sold on Amazon and eBay myself from 2005 to around 2011. And yeah. uh, alongside another, uh, another job, which I took on more responsibilities and had to sell off my Amazon, e- eBay business. And uh, I was actually setting up, when when I moved to Austria, I was setting up a, like a sales marketing, telemarketing business. Mm. And just as that was happening, um, someone who bought chess sets from me said, I've got a friend who's stuck trying to sell some sports bags on Amazon. Can you write his listings for him and see if he can move the product? So I did that and they all shifted within around, I don't know, 60 days or so, but he'd had enough and didn't want to do any more. And then uh, another company got involved. uh, They wanted me to write some bow ties for them from a Russian (laughs) company and uh, I thought, actually, I was charging people around 10 euros a time thinking, why does anybody want to pay somebody to write their Amazon listings? Uh, But then I got involved with some agencies and I became a lead copywriter for an agency in Vancouver Mm. and I was responsible for a whole team of people, including graphic designers and photography and so on. Mm. And I could really see how much difference uh, what I was doing was making Mm. to people's listings and you could be turning something that had been really poor, performing poorly uh, and just changing some bullet points and things, and it'd be selling amazingly. And I had no idea really until I got Helium 10 and until I started looking at people's accounts from yeah. the backside of the, their accounts, I thought, my God, I'm making a lot of difference here. Yes. And uh, I got into PPC because two of my biggest customers uh, were desperate for me to do it, and I kept turning them down for about 12 months because I'd used Google PPC in the past and I found that quite difficult. Mm. And uh, I took some training. And then just for my own feel-good factor, I wanted to study the algorithm, which I've been doing for around three or four years. Yes. And I've learned a lot of things that make the algorithm tick, both the organic and the PPC algorithm that a lot of people don't know about. And uh, Mm. yeah, it just... I kind of that's where the alchemy comes into it, really. Yes. A customer once said, what I do is like alchemy. And another one said, they call me the Amazon scientist. I thought, I'll just go with the Amazon alchemist because no one remembers Heath Thompson. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's it. I just got more and more involved with it, yeah.
0: Wow, so do you still dabble in the copywriting and and all that stuff as well, or is it because for me the the copywriting and the and a good listing goes hand in hand or great converting listing goes hand in hand with performance with p p c and and your sponsored yeah. advertising so is that something that you still help with yes
1: uh, I don't advertise it any longer because it's quite time consuming to do it well um but what i do with customers either ones that i'm taking on or the ones that i currently have is i i, I will go through and usually do a video and say these are all the th- things i would do to optimize your listing and yes. uh, i normally focus on the bullets and the the beginning of the uh description because that's usually the first thing people see on a mobile device yes. and uh just doing that on its own has made a big difference and that helps me keep my uh acos figures down and yep. uh on ppc so it helps me as well. I do things like uh, Amazon posts and uh, I yes. use copywriting in sponsored brand ads. I'm also a qualified hypnotherapist, so I can use micro hypnosis and NLP techniques in, uh, to, to get people to engage more with a copy. Um, but primarily use- it's PPC.
0: What's LP? Uh, what is? Sorry, oh,
1: explain. Uh, uh, it's neuro linguistic programming. So it's used a lot in sales. Uh, and when I came across it, I didn't know I'd already been doing it. But um, things like yes sets you might have mm. heard of in sales, heard, yeah. like you just mm. start with a little yes, and or and you can it, use yeah. that in uh, Amazon, and uh, until you work to a big yes where you want to get the the order. Mm. Um, so Ooh. yes. Um, it's luckily all my experience from my sales and marketing and the copywriting has all come together mm. um, in what I do with the PPC. Mm. So uh, sadly, I can't work with a lot of brands because of time restrictions. And That's right. I like to work on my own. I used to have an Amazon agency mm. with 17 people and I just got burnt out with that. Yes. Um, so I keep it small and just... Work with a small number of people. Apart from my yep. training courses, which there's about yes, 130 cool. students on that. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, we'll definitely uh, talk about that as well because it's certainly something I'm sure a lot of the listeners will want to uh, get involved with. And it's a really, <laughs> it's a very reasonably priced training course on your PPC. Thanks. And yep. yeah, I was, I was shocked actually at the value. And I'm not trying to um, blow you up or anything, or even blow up. I've got no financial interest yep. in it. But um, having having <laughs> gone through some of the modules already, I'm just like, wow, this is amazing value so yeah thank you heath yeah you're welcome so let's let's just touch on probably some of the biggest mistakes that you see sellers make yeah big small agency you know big brands little ones Um, what are some of the biggest mistakes that folks make with their ppc when they're you know trying to optimize and run their accounts
1: yeah i'd say uh some of the biggest ones i I think Probably the biggest problem with PPC is how people generally start with it. So there's a lot of different advice out there, like begin with automatic campaigns and let the algorithm farm the keywords for you and so on. But yep. I think that's bad advice personally. Mm. Um, Me too. What I, the, the way I look at keywords is that on your listing, they're basically describing to the algorithm what your product is and making it clear what it's not because it, it it only has those descriptive words in your content and how you're categorizing your product to establish what it is exactly that you're selling. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't know what that is, then it's totally, it's not totally clear as to mm-hmm. whether, uh, uh, who your audience is. So once you've got a number of keywords that you know should be in your listing, then you want to be targeting those as an exact, campaign only for when you're first setting off. So you're basically saying to the algorithm for the first couple of weeks, these are the keywords I'm interested in and then if you're driving clicks and uh, hopefully getting orders for those, the algorithm is then going to want to boost the search term Mm -hmm. uh, which is identical to the keyword because it's in an exact match Mm -hmm. campaign. It wants to boost that to then test whether your product will sell for more people searching for the same thing. So this way, you're using your PPC to boost your organic rank, which will mm. eventually lower your total ACoS, including organic sales. Mm. And um,
0: So that's a big so, mistake then that you're – basically what you're saying is that automatic campaigns to farm keywords is a huge mistake and really coming up with a master keyword list, of sh- a small keyword list, uh, and then you know, right, even yep. down to like a single keyword potentially – and just running a, a hard launch, I guess a launch this is tying back into launching, but you know, running campaigns that have tightly themed and tightly grouped keywords on exact match to get the get the algorithm to notice a product for those keywords.
1: Yeah, what you want to be doing is uh exactly what you said, with the the exact um campaigns to begin with, running a tight ship, you, you can have but when I was working for uh, the Vancouver agency, which was Kenji ROI, um, I know Kenji. Danny Danny Carlson's mm. uh, company, mm. uh, we used to target five keyword keyword phrases f- throughout a listing. So they, we would kind of replicate the the keywords throughout the listing. So you might have one phrase in the bullet that's already in the title and it might be slightly different. So not exactly the same phrase. So it's easy to read for people. And then we would target that in the back end. Uh, Even though that's the opposite of what Amazon says and that you should have uh, totally different words throughout. It definitely made a difference in the ranking. Mm. So you would want to target those. So I would normally begin with something like uh, five or six exact campaigns with uh, around five keywords in each. Yep. And, um, then every three or four days, you want to be doing a reverse ASIN test on your product to yes. make sure that the algorithm is understanding what your product is. And basically, the root of your keyword tree, if you like, is a strong one. And um, if you start with broad campaign too early or automatic, then the, the shopping audience has control over which direction your, your keywords are being yeah. mapped to the algorithm. Yes, yes, So you might have somebody with a totally irrelevant search term and uh, but they might just order or click mm-hmm. out of curiosity and the algorithm thinks they're interested and then it will try and think, well, are other people searching for the same thing also interested in this product? Mm-hmm. And before you know it, your tree's kind of going in the wrong direction and uh yes. it's kind of blossoming with keywords in a, and you don't want those. So for the first couple of weeks at least, until you can see that yes, it understands my product, yes, it will then Naturally, uh, once you get clicks and orders, it will blossom out and it will uh, expand the keywords mm. that your product is relevant for without you doing anything more. Mm. So mm. then you can use your reverse ASIN and think, okay, well, this product is uh, keyword is just outside page one. Mm. So let's just give that a boost and target it with video ads and exact mm. ads and so on and see if we can drive more traffic to it because mm. I, I found that the algorithm for each search term that somebody uses has around a 10 to 14-day, what do you call it, honeymoon period for that right. search term. Wow. wow, Yeah, for the keyword. So the, um, let's say you're targeting an broader particular keyword, like, I don't know, silicon dog brush, and someone yep. types in silicon dog brushes for hairy dog. That's your search term. Well, the algorithm doesn't care about the keyword you're targeting unless it's an exact match for the search term Mm -hmm. it cares about what has someone typed into amazon and has that led to an order and then you want to try it tries to match the product to the to future search terms that are the same so when you see that uh, a a new search term has had an order Mm -hmm. you've got to know that the algorithm is going to artificially inflate the ranking for that organically to see whether more people will buy it yeah. And if it then, it then compares the sales for that product against others that are already there in that organic ranking, mm-hmm. and if you're not selling as many as those, mm. then your ranking will fall quite rapidly to, mm. to settle down somewhere that it thinks is the right place for you. So you want to make yeah. the most of that first 10 to 14 days by targeting mm. that search term as a keyword in exact and then driving as much traffic to it as possible in the hope you're going to get more orders and boost your rank even further.
0: So Heath, can I just anecdotally, I'm not even going to anecdote, I'm just going to tell you a story. So I've I've been following your launch process and I launched uh, two products for a client in the last week. Uh, One of of the keywords was a 4,000, estimated 4,000 search volume a month. And yep. the second one is a monster that's gonna to grow to it's an Easter related <laughs> keyword, so it is a very seasonal. I'm trying to get in early for this client on that particular yep. with their particular product. And Good the search idea. volume yep. on Easter on this particular keyword related to Easter is about is already over forty thousand within yep. four days. Um now we did we did something very similar to what in fact exactly what you're describing, but at the same time we also dropped the price significantly to make it irresistible to get yes. the conversions up.
1: Yep. Top so idea, we, yep.
0: We we halve the price, so the clients are like going. Oh my god! Are you, are you sure you know what you're doing? We're already on page one for our forty thousand dollar <laughs> keyword, forty thousand search awesome. volume keyword, and wow, we're, we're nipping it. Actually, interesting. We're just nipping at the top of page two for the four thousand key, uh, level keyword. So um, keywords related to Easter. So it definitely works. This exact match, just go for it. And really, it, it, yep. you're talking about the tree. It feels to me as though when the product it is a brand new product, no reviews, no nothing. Um, yeah, yeah this, wow. it feels like you're putting the roots down in the right, you know, in a solid foundation and then allowing the tree to grow out from from a very, uh, you know, a solid position, right?
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. And then you can afford, once you've got that right and you start seeing that people are ordering, you can broaden out your your keywords to try and reach different audiences based on broad mm. sponsored display ads and so on. Um, I don't know whether you've come across the triple index keywords yet in the the course. No, I haven't. You've got so, to that do week.
0: tell, do tell. Come on.
1: Yeah, th- th- this is something I've not created myself, but I've done a lot of work on it uh, myself. And I'm trying to think of the name of the, it will come to me, the guy who, who told me about it. The algorithm, the PPC algorithm really loves keywords that are tripled. It, it can't resist them. So if you if you're selling again, I don't know brushes, you mm-hmm. would put brush 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 as a single keyword in a broad campaign, mm-hmm. and it, it it then it acts a little bit like an automatic campaign, but you have control more with because you're you're setting the bid for the keyword, and uh, so it will drive a lot of impressions and a lot of um, you will you will get a lot of clicks on that. The the one caveat is it's absolutely critical that the algorithm knows your audience because it will send traffic to that triple keywords for people that are not looking for what your product is. And then you'll be potentially paying for those clicks. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there's a, when I was doing the copywriting, I saw the power of hyphens, Mm -hmm. which I'll come to in a moment with the organic side. Mm -hmm. If you had like a dog brush, dog hyphen brush, and then you triple that, dog-brush hyphen again, and dog-brush, hyphen all one keyword. So that's one keyword of six words.
0: That you're bidding on. The al- or is yeah. this in the listing?
1: In the ad campaign. Got it. And only in broad. Okay, yep. So the algorithm um, will send traffic that only has those two words as part of the search term, like dog brush. Got it. But if you just had the word dog brush alone, it doesn't yes. send as many ad impressions because it's not it's not as excited by the fact that the words aren't tripled.
0: It sounds to me as though you're kind of focusing on on dog brush because if you're using dog brush so many times, there's very few phrases that would have that many words in it. I mean, that sort of almost eliminates the long tail around dog brush, right? You could have like, you know, cheap dog brush and pink dog brush and all these different keywords and brushes that are, you know, dog brushes that are pink or something. Um, but if you've got a really yeah. long key phrase with with your search terms in them, does that does that stop the sort of the long tail crap and keep the keep keep Amazon focused on that, or am I just way off target here?
1: No, it's that. Um, so even though we've we've got dog hyphen brush mm. and then we've got it again two more times as yes. a keyword, yes, a person doesn't have to type that into the uh, into Amazon three times for it to activate an ad they only have to type in a search that includes the words dog brush
0: and brush yeah
1: yeah Uh, or if it's brush brush and brush then any word it could be hair brush dog brush cat brush child's brush if the algorithm doesn't know you're selling a dog brush you might get traffic for that so they Mm. they could be if you don't have the hyphens because the algorithm sees the hyphen as a single word so it's getting a little bit deep and and Mm. complicated but if if you want to attract people for dog brush, mm-hmm. uh, then it would be dog hyphen brush. Mm-hmm. And then you would re- have a space, dog hyphen brush again, space dog hyphen brush. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you've got a big keyword. Yeah. And uh, the, the algorithm only allows um, keywords of up to, I don't know, 99 characters or something like that. Right. So if you're trying three or four phrases tripled, mm-hmm. it might not work. Mm-hmm. And the more phrases that you have, joined by a hyphen the the less traffic you're going to get so the the reason why you would use one over another is is depending on what the strategy is you're using at the time yes but if you wanted to drive a lot of people to your brand broad campaign with this in it is great and if you're using a sponsored banner ad Mm -hmm. you can use the modifiers like the little plus that you put Mm -hmm. next to a word in with the hyphens to dictate that you want that word to appear. To trigger you. So there's a lot you can do. Man, um, I've
0: got I've got a lot of catching up to do in your course. This is, uh, that's really cool. <laughs> um, one of the things that I've always done, and I don't know whether this is, uh, I've always yeah. had a, what I call a, an automatic, after I've kind of got everything going, that's when I turn my automatic campaigns on. I never used to do it. I used to be the old school, which is what you're talking about at the beginning, the biggest mistake: yeah. I start with auto and then I kind of work it out from there. But what I do now is, um, i tend to put the automatic campaign on later and then i always i just have it as an always on so i take all of the keywords that i'm bidding on in my in my manual campaigns and i basically exact match negative them out in the automatic campaign and just let the automatic yeah. campaign just tick along with maybe a 20 cent bid they they do yeah. incredibly well with those little always on yeah. super low bid campaigns don't they well that's just me or is that you two is, do you recommend no it's, a,
1: it's an excellent strategy um so I know like people like Brian R. Johnson, they call it uh, gold panning and it's gold mining. I just call it like bargain hunting. Yes. So you, you would have, like if you wanted to get cheap orders, the, there's two ways of doing it. One is the automatic campaign. And I would normally, well, for me, I've worked out that it's usually around a 15 cent bid for every dollar that the the keyword a normal keyword would cost. So if you've mm. got a $1 bid on your regular keyword, then I would go for something like 15. Dean cents as a mm-hmm. starting point. Yep. I would, um, depending on how many products you have, if you've got hundreds, then you would just do an automatic with all the product, uh, the target types grouped yeah. together. Yeah. But otherwise, if you've only got a handful of products, I would just do, uh, individual campaigns, one for close match, one for loose match and so on. Yeah. And do what you say, leave them in there doing their thing, uh, at a low bid. And, uh, and then for manual, um, I, would, I would usually add a, a minimum of around 300 keywords, but wow. again at a very low bid because you want to give the, the algorithm as much opportunity as possible to find keywords that it's willing to advertise at a low cost bid. Mm. So you, you might after two months have a campaign that's only had 10 keywords in there that are, a- are activating ads for 15 cents yeah. and then you just take the 290 out Put them in a different campaign and start again with a different budget. But then you've got one campaign that's got great yeah. keywords in there that's just bringing in nice orders at a low ACOS and it, mm. it all helps.
0: That definitely does. Um, um, there was another rumor. Well, I'm not actually a rumor. I'm, I'm, I'm reading some stuff in a couple of WeChat groups about. I don't know if you can help me with this, but um, people are starting to say that they've been running tests on video ads and headline search ads, uh, particularly yeah. as they relate to launching products and they're not seeing any yeah. ranking benefit uh, when they're running headline search and video ads. They, li- they literally say it has had no movement on the test products for rankings like sales through keywords through those, those types of ads. Whereas uh, when they're running uh, launch campaigns using regular sponsored product keywords, uh, they're getting rankings. Are you saying anything? Have you heard anything about that? That's just something that's hot off the press from my end.
1: Uh, yeah, I've heard it. And uh, it's not my own experience, but there could be a reason behind it. And it, it, if like, so for example, um, what I do with, uh, so I'll do the reverse ASIN for established products every month and try and identify a keyword. Mm-hmm. that is just outside the where I want it, either the top 16 for mobile phones or mm. you know, bottom half of page one where I think maybe a bit of extra advertising can boost the organic rank. Mm-hmm. So what I do is if I put a hyphened keyword in the description of the product, mm-hmm. so if that's if that's a product that's got EBC, it's easy because the the shopper doesn't see the, The original description description box Mm. in the background. Mm. So I would put keywords in the back of there, but you've got to be careful now. I used to, years ago, just fill it with 2,000 characters of keywords, Mm. but the the algorithm now is penalizing keyword stuffing. Mm. So you you want to go with a small amount. And this thing about the hyphens with the organic um, uh, algorithm, Mm. I realized a few years ago that it it can't uh, it can't help itself but be attracted to words that are joined together by a hyphen. Mm. So in in all of the content on on the front page or the the back end, if there's something that's connected by a hyphen, you will rank for that and generally rank better. So what I tend to do for my customers is I identify a word that's got a high search volume but is just outside where I want it to be. So I then Put that keyword in the back end so that the organic algorithm is seeing it more than other keywords within the, the product. Yeah. And then I target that with an exact campaign in both uh, video ads, sponsored brand ads, top of search if it's got a good conversion rate, yeah. and uh, a regular exact campaign. So all exact because I want my money to be invested in this search term yes. that I've put as a hyphen in my product. And I see dramatic differences i track these keywords and, and in fact there's evidence on my course mm. where i'm doing it which i think is in well, my course is split on like a one to 12 weeks so mm. this is either week two to four or five to twelve i forget yeah i think weeks two to four and you can see immediately uh, uh, an increase on the graph of where the organic rank is so like with your easter keyword with forty thousand search volume if you're targeting mm. something like that and you're making the product Highly visible for a highly searched for mm. uh, keyword, mm-hmm. then that helps keep your tacos down because you're bringing in lots of money with, uh, without actually paying for it with too many ads. Yeah. So you, you, if you're not doing this and you're not treating your sponsored products in harmony with your listing and with your organic ranking and working mm. the two together, you're going to end up relying too heavily on your PPC. And then you will have the percentages in the wrong way. You will have That's 70% right. PPC, 30% organic and so on. Yes. And uh,
0: Well, let me say too, um, I mean, you know, in the old days, what we used to do just, just on the rank stuff, what we used to do, of course, you know, up until probably October last year was that we would uh, do rebates. And basically they were 100% rebates. Yep. Launches, well, Launches were yep. really expensive. This launch yep. that I'm doing at the moment with PPC has been so much cheaper. Yeah, we've yeah, had it is, yeah. something like 12. And it's helpful as well. It's actually helpful. I've had 12, yeah. we've actually generated revenue out of this launch and we've ended up yep. exactly where I reckon we would have ended up with a whole rebate system. Um, and I've learned a lot. Yeah, it's just been, it's been, a, it's been amazing. So it's actually cheaper to launch with PPC. I'm, I'm totally converted <laughs> than it is yeah, I, to do it almost same. any other yeah. way. Yeah, it's almost black. Yeah, I, oh,
1: that's, that's I think amazing. the the kind of rebate keys of the world and and so on. Also, with, with the algorithm, Amazon's onto these kind of things, and it's a little bit tricky. If you're doing it with PPC, you're building up something that that is for yourself, and that you know that the what you want to do with your PPC campaign. So this is another mistake: is that people will see a high ACOS ad, uh, ad campaign and then ditch it because of the ACOS, and it's a little bit like. You're throwing the baby out with a bathwater potentially Great. because there could be good keywords in there, mm. but you want to try and get a campaign to maturity of sort of 18 months, two years. And then it really, mm. the, the volatility goes out of the campaign and you can pretty much guarantee what the next month's figures are going to be and, and and you build up a security of campaigns that you can mm. then afford to test out things in other areas, sponsored mm. display ads, audience targeting, that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Um, but a lot of sellers don't have a lot of time to to look after <laughs> their accounts it's so hard. So what are some of the easy wins that, apart from the ones that you've mentioned already for say launching and things like that, what are the sort of the simple things that we could be doing week to week as an Amazon seller just to sort of, I don't know, not from structuring all the way through to business as usual and everything structured nicely and you know, how, how should someone set up their account and then, and then how does that progress into, I'm asking so many questions in the same question as usual. Uh, yeah, no, so no, someone set up it. the account and then, <laughs> and then how do they sort of, where do they end up at the end so that it's a bit business as usual with that 18 months down, down the track.
1: I would say that the most important thing is to understand what you're trying to do with the algorithm. So the, the, the first one is you want to be doing these reverse ASINs and identifying the keywords as I've explained mm-hmm. because then you're taking advantage of the data that's already there. The algorithm's basically saying, hey, I'm thinking that your products of interest to this audience and maybe you just need to focus on those keywords a little bit more in uh, actively to drive that extra traffic organically to your product. So that's number one. Yep. Um, the second thing is to be going through your broad and phrase campaigns and looking at the search terms. So I would normally do this. You can either use software to do it Mm-hmm. Which makes it a lot easier, um, or you can do um, you can go into the ad group uh, each ad group and there 's mm-hmm. a search term tab, look at the last sixty five days mm-hmm. see if there 's any search terms there that aren 't currently targeted as keywords, mm-hmm. and I would normally add them into the same group because it 's a little bit like uh if you 're moving keywords from one place to another it's like digging up your flowers in the garden hoping they're going to survive somewhere else you have the potential of killing them but if they're already doing poorly or then having zero clicks zero sales you don't care whether it's going to harm them by dumping them somewhere else Mm. so the first thing i would say is anything that's performing well don't move it anywhere
0: that's a really great bit of advice because i do move them and it's probably yeah i'm going to stop doing that that's clever
1: (laughs) You you can um, well. There are a lot of people teaching to kind of go from a a, like an exploration campaign, a research campaign Mm. into a I don't know your gold nuggets primary target campaigns. Mm -hmm. So you test it here, and then if it does well, you move it there. Well, every time you move it, you risk killing it. Mm. Instead of that. If you've got a campaign and you've identified 10 great keywords that you want to put more money into it, and there's another 50 in there that are doing poorly, take the 50 out. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Call, call them the research campaign and change the title of the campaign to priority campaign and just keep the 10 there. And they're sweet and they just keep doing what they're doing and yeah. you're you're investing your money in it and giving these other keywords a chance when they've not had much money. So um, That's great. But for speed, yes, yeah, speed mm. – um, the triple index keywords really work fastly. So if you want to get orders there, they're, they're, they're quick. Jacob Nesry was the man that told me about that a few years ago. Okay. People know him. Auto campaigns are good. Again, you want to make sure that the bids on your auto campaigns are lower than your manual bids. Okay. So you you really you, the good practice is to be uh, negative okay keywording, the ones you're targeting in your manual campaigns. But if the bids are so much lower, then it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Because if you pick up an order for less money, to be honest, I don't care where the the orders come from as long as they come. That's right. uh, Mm. Yeah, I I would start small probably, Mm. not have too many different campaigns.
0: Sounds good to me. One of the things that you touched on a second ago was around, I guess in a sense, automation so you know you can get some software to help you do that there are countless almost now magical amazon automated software systems that can run your accounts and they're ai and they do all this stuff and they're all singing or dancing what are your thoughts around automation and software to run your ppc versus you know that human touch
1: yeah you've got to be very careful i think um So you can use software, but you've got to really be careful how you use it. So I I can give you some examples. But um, so I've used some software myself and tested it. So when I was working with Danny's agency, uh, PPC Entourage, used to contact me to do uh, video, like like video uh, comments. I can't think of the right word uh, about people's um, asins. Right. So they they might be not getting to the ACoS they want. they would say, Heath, what's the problem with this AC? And I'd do a video saying how they could boost it. And and then I got to work with PPC Entourage and the guys there. I've used um, PPC Scope, Brian R. Johnson's software, mm-hmm. and right, uh, PPC Profit. Mm-hmm. Yep, Canopy, yep. So they do automatic things. There's, there's stacks of others, I'm sure. Oh, the, Perpetua, it,
0: yeah, there's heaps <laughs> of them.
1: Perpetua, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, they're really good at doing things like... Um, using them to, to get new search terms into campaigns that are not currently targeted at keywords, mm-hmm. uh, but you want to make sure that you're not duplicating them. So if you had dog brush already targeted and dog brushes was the, the search term, you don't want to have that as a keyword in the same campaign because the algorithm groups that as one keyword. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And the, the other thing that is often overlooked so i've I've taken on accounts in the past where they have software running and changing the bids every three or four days the There's two types of data lag in amazon p p c There's a general sales data lag where the algorithm sometimes delivers the the sales data behind the cost data mm-hmm. and it can be two or three days out of sync yeah. so when people are doing things like day parting uh methods yeah. they're not really always looking at the right kind of data. Uh, and it's not accurate, but the biggest thing that's overlooked is in, in sponsored brand ads, sponsored display ads, there's a 14 day sales attribution lag and in sponsored product ads, there's a seven day. So if somebody clicks one of those ads today and they return within the next 14 days and order that order gets attributed to your original PPC To the campaign. Yep. To the first, to the campaign. Yep. So if you're making decisions within that 14 day period, thinking this keyword's not had any success, I'm going to lower the bid and then the attribution gets added to it, but you're not seeing that Mm. then you could be harming keywords that actually are doing better than you think. That's right. So not to make too many changes to your PPC Mm. bids. Um,
0: I love that. Um, and I totally, yeah, that's one thing that's definitely overlooked is the attribution window. Um, which is a huge yep. thing. And in the old days, when I used to work on Google, and I was using Google AdWords and Google Analytics, and <laughs> yeah, you know, first click attribution and and last click attribution and all that attribution world it was just crazy. But it is important yep. to get that look at what you know how people actually search and find and buy, and and who gets the credit for the you know for the sale in the end. I guess one of the things that I see often in accounts that I look at because I do have a, uh, clients like you um, that yep, have agencies great. and other people that, that are working on their PPC mm-hmm. and sometimes I get to work on the PPC and sometimes I don't. I get to sort of have a bit, bit of a sneak you know, peek under the hood. But I often see uh, what I would call brand defense ads, so particularly using sponsored display. And I think this is actually quite clever and I've had real, real success with this where sellers will take Products that are in a category that they're selling in—I don't know. Let's just say it's like I don't know pillows, for example. Yeah. Um, and all the different types of pillows that they sell, and then they actually target their own pillows with their own pillow products. Oh yes. Using yep. using sponsored display. So all those ads that you see—I'm um, just for the for the sake of the po- folks that are listening and not quite knowing what I'm talking about—they're the little kind yep. of they're almost like little banner ads, aren't they? Like, hey, that that sit underneath the buy yep. box and below the bullets yep. often, and at the very bottom of the listing as well. And and they can do really really well.
1: Very true, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, so on my course've I've got a spreadsheet that's attached to one of the video lessons that and it's got about one hundred and fifty different campaign types per asin, so you could you could arguably have one hundred and fifty or so Jesus. even more different campaigns. I think it got to 180. <laughs> one of those is is your brand uh, brand defense, uh. so you want to be stopping competitors from taking that ad space. Mm. And the beauty about sponsored display, uh, in relation to uh, product targeting ads or product display ads, mm. is that they appear higher up the page. So you want to try and get the ad, uh, the order before someone scrolls down past all the competitors and sees all these, you know, alternatives.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: So you want to make sure that you're targeting your own products. So I do this with customers that even only have one product. I use it to advertise on itself. itself yeah. yeah. But also even if people have variations, I target them on themselves and That's they right. do get orders. So they whether do. people aren't seeing the variations yeah, they pick up sales. They just think, ah, oh, click on that. That looks nice. I didn't know they did that or whatever. Uh-huh. So, And the beauty about sponsored display ads is because there are fewer people targeting that because you have to be a brand registered seller and a lot of, Mm. it's fairly new, I don't know, 15 months old or something. Mm. It's better. Then it tends to be a cheaper bid. So it's Mm. a cheaper bid and cost per click and it's a higher, more prevalent position Mm. than the product targeting ads. That's right. But you want to do the product targeting ads as well. Mm. Keep the competitors off. So if you've got multiple products it's a fantastic thing to do you can just swamp out your own listings, listings. with your yep. own product. products
0: yeah yeah and just stop the bleed you know you're stopping, you're trying to stop, stop the bleed, the bleed out to competitors and, and keep it yep. keep that ecosystem on your product page it's not your product page it's amazon's product page but it has your stuff on it <laughs> but you're trying to you're trying to you know keep <laughs> yes, that's that it. that's, it's your little ecosystem that's your little world so you want to protect it with your yes. life yeah and try and stop the, the yeah. leakage that's awesome um good that means i've been yeah, picked up some good tips there from other people, and, and it's been confirmed. Yeah, by exactly. You. That's great, Heath. listen, give us, uh, have you got any sort of top tips, last tips before we start to think about signing off on our podcast?
1: Um, one thing that I noticed that um, just as I was thinking, but I see this quite a lot, is that people seem to overlook the campaign budgets need to be relative to how successful the campaigns are doing. Mm. So I look at each campaign and also at the keyword level as if they're salespeople that are part of a team and how they are currently contributing to the overall figures based on the costs that they're, they're doing. Mm. So if you've got some keyword that it might be getting a lot of orders but a huge ACoS, that's something that needs a bit of micromanagement and a little bit of attention. Mm. And and if you've got a, a, a campaign So I see it regularly. In fact, I've seen it yesterday with a new account that there was, uh, if I look at the top three campaigns, they've all got different budgets and all got different ACoS levels. So one ACoS was something like 70%. The next one to it was around 15%. But the one with a higher ACoS is the one that's got three times the budget as the one that's 15%. And if you want to invest your money into the right areas, you want it to be where it's most profitable and where the the products are doing best. best, yeah. So you you don't want to be putting all of your money into something that's not performing within the standards that you've set. Mm. So Mm. yes, you don't want to necessarily kill the 70% campaign. You want to look at the keywords and see what's causing you the problems. Mm. And you, you also want to be looking through your search term report what search terms are going into the back of those keywords that could potentially be causing it problems? Mm. So software like PPC Scopes, ideal for identifying that. And uh, you might then see, oh, you know, 20 of those 30 clicks this month have been for an irrelevant search term that I'm never going to get an order for. You can't blame the keyword for that. It's just poor management, really. You've just got to be on top of it. That's right. Um, So invest your money on on a bit more carefully as to where the current flow of energy is if you like in this this month and uh, look at different different time frames before you make any changes to keywords or to the budgets. Mm. What were they doing over the last 60 days, the last 90 days, the last 14 days? Mm. Get a sense of how the changes you've made in the past 10 weeks or so are Mm. impacting and is it heading in the right direction before Mm. you make a change? If you've got software doing all that for you, it's not going to take any of that into account.
0: No, no, that's right. Yeah, that's um, that's some fantastic tips there. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, I've got to get back into my accounts now. I've got lots of work to do tomorrow after this chat tonight. So (laughs) that's going to be great. Um, Hey, thank you very much again for coming on the show. Um, Yep, you're welcome, how 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 can we get in touch with you? But before we actually, before I get to that, Tell us about your uh, the alchemy, the Amazon Alchemy course that you have, because it's it's wor- really worth giving a plug. <laughs> yeah,
1: I appreciate that. So it, it's um, I've done some courses myself. I've been involved with them, and I found it frustrating that um, people took a long time to get to a point that could have been said in five minutes or so and also charged a lot of money for that. Mm. So I've made my course accessible to regular mothers and fathers is what I've really targeted who are just trying to make some extra money and maybe get out of a job they don't want to be or make their kids lives better. So it's $249. There's around eight Mm. to nine hours of content there overall. So I think there's Mm. 70 videos. They're all around five to ten minutes long generally. And uh, each one of those has discussion forums attached to it so you can have ongoing access to me. So if there's something you don't understand, then mm. the, the current students are just asking questions and, uh, and I'm answering them or other students are answering them. Mm. So there's a little bit of a, a kind of supportive ongoing process there. Um, but it, it, the biggest thing I think is what I want people to get out of it is an understanding for the algorithm. Because there's so much going on with the algorithm, uh, well, algorithms. Mm-hmm. And even like lately, for example, the, the bullet points have become a, a strategy as part of how the algorithm is viewing your product. So it will, just as an example, mm-hmm. select the 10 most common bullet points for the best selling products for each keyword. mm mm-hmm. And if it sees that a listing doesn't have many of those mentioned in its bullets, many of those features mentioned, mm. it will then suspect that the product isn't as good or isn't wow. as of interest to that audience for that keyword. So that this all comes from Amazon.science. If you, if you go yeah. to Amazon.science, there's lots of internal documents on there that are freely open to the public about all things Amazon. So I tend to look at the ones regarding the algorithm. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah, I've yeah, forgotten will, about uh,
0: Amazon Science. So I hadn't looked at. It. I haven't looked at it for ages. I think it was called something else before that. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I gotta go and be. check that out too. A little bit of light bedtime reading. Yes.
1: <laughs> you, it, these are all kind of very scientific, as you'd expect, yeah. uh, documents. And, mm. and sometimes you've got to get about six or seven of them together to work out what's really going on. Mm-hmm. But the algorithm's getting clever. It's it's following the Google route because Google brought in uh, Pen- the Penguin and Panda mm, algorithms did, to yeah. stop this keyword stuffing Well, Amazon's right. doing the same. And mm. uh, the algorithm's also trying to... Uh, judge the buying intent that a shopper has and then it's determining whether that should be sent through a broad phrase or exact match keyword depending on their buying intent. So if you're not targeting all three of those match types for each keyword that you've got, you're only showing your ads or your product for a limited or a restricted audience. So if you're not using broad, you could miss 50% of the audience. If you're not using phrase, I think it's around 30%. Um, So the algorithm's making these judgments and not very accurately. uh, (laughs) Otherwise, we wouldn't get so many orders from a broad campaign. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating.
0: Fascinating stuff. Um, um now how do we how do we get well actually i'll tell you what uh peeps that are listening if you want to go and learn more about heath's course over at the amazon alchemist then just head over to the australianseller.com forward slash what are we going to call it i'm just going to call it Alchem, Oh, it's too hard to spell i'm just going to say heath heath
1: yeah that's okay Yeah. let's do that which so is Heath. Yeah. <laughs>
0: very memorable <laughs> So it's going to be the Australian (laughs) Seller.com forward slash Heath. And that's going to take you straight to Heath's course. And uh, I encourage everybody to sign up for that because it's really, really good. How do we get in touch with you, buddy?
1: Oh, well, my email address is Heath, H E A T H, at AmazonAlchemist.com. Yeah, you're welcome to do that. Or I'm on Facebook also. You'll probably see me there. Great. Um, Those are probably the best way. And my website also shows. what I do, and also it has a link to the the PPC course. So my PPC course itself has a different landing page, but yes. it, it's also on my website. So that's yeah, probably the easiest. Either way, yeah, they can
0: right. folks can get yeah. there if they if they're more curious about that. So that's great. Hey, listen, thanks again for coming on the show. Very grateful for your time this morning, and your time, and time. The evening of mine. Thanks at, for the opportunity. You're in. Uh, are you in London? Where are you?
1: I'm in uh, Austria now. Oh, so you're still I'm in from Austria. England. But yeah. I, yeah, I moved to Austria about six years ago. So, Oh, you lucky duck. Uh, Good. Anyway, that's, a, that's <laughs> yeah. another topic
0: for another day. We better wrap it. <laughs>
1: that's another one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Heath. Thank you so much, Heath. And we'll talk again soon. I can't wait. Thanks, yeah,
1: Matt. You're welcome. Thanks very much. Cheers, Chris. Excellent.
0: All links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favourite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.